0: Oh, oh! I did a little burp there. That was for you. Thanks. That long. was a, it's we're sorry, we've been... been busy burp.
1: Yeah. Can it I tell you, ask you to. a question about um, oh, okay. when I was in Australia? Go on. I saw someone live. Okay.
0: You saw someone li- like live like a musician. In flesh?
1: Like oh, a musician. Right. <laughs> and they played a song. Uh-huh. And for me, it was the best song to hear in Australia. Okay. What do you think it was?
0: Was it? Men at work? Yeah. Land Down Under. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. Fuck off. I saw Colin A do. You come from No, no, no. My <laughs> God. That's amazing. I'm really jealous. I wanted, I, I wanted to be there. Why couldn't I be there? Uh, lack of commitment on your part. Oh. <laughs> yeah, That's true. The PlayStation Radio UK World Tour kicked off and Ben couldn't be arsed. <laughs> yeah. so Simon went to Australia on his own don't
1: worry, the convention hall was empty.
0: <laughs> oh no, nobody came.
1: I forgot to post the flyers, you know
0: right exactly we didn't promote it at all
1: uh anyway, shall we start the show nice.
0: I suppose. Nam and Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Look at DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shepard. Morton Sullis. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. <sighs>
1: This is 97.1 FM, you're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. It is quarter to four in the evening on the what? 14th of November.
0: And with me is Ben. Hello! How are you? I'm alright. What happened to October? Uh, I was away. It went really fast. Yeah. Probably because you weren't here.
1: I thought you meant, like, why didn't we have a show in October?
0: <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> that is what I meant.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was busy. I was away out the country and you were um, disappointing flocks of fans.
0: Oh, I was. Just uh, stamping on some graves and, like, kicking some children.
1: No change then.
0: (laughs) No change. Exactly. They should have really seen it coming from a mile away, but that's okay. It's time. for Ben's depressing week um, Yeah, it was, um, it's been an interesting journey the last few weeks. Uh, those of you listening who follow what I do on my day job, that is drawing to a close, sadly. And it's but it's time to begin a very exciting new chapter in the new year, although to be perfectly frank, I'm so glad to be getting out of this city. I don't like Bristol.
1: Why not? What's the top I'm just top five things you hate about Bristol?
0: Here's the I'm I'm Ben from this podcast and here's five things I hate about Bristol. Well, number one, it's expensive as fuck. Number two, it's got a real attitude problem. In that <laughs> what? In that people are like really, it's it's kind of like. Have you seen the South Park episode where they go to Phila- uh not Philadelphia, um, San Francisco? Uh, no. And they're all smelling each other's farts. No. That's basically Bristol. Oh, is that the where everyone's like? Is that oh, the one where, where everyone a, has
1: a Prius? Yes.
0: Yeah. I've We're so that. cultural and so advanced, and then we've got this like rampant drug problem and a homeless epidemic that I've not seen in any other city. It's just like it's. The if you walk outside of the central bubble, the place is fucked, right? Like it's just it's really grim, like and it's sad and it's depressing, and like I can't afford to live here. And I had a shit time this year in my personal life as well, and that that all happened while I was here. It's just I just don't like it here. That's Mm -hmm. three reasons. Do I need to come up with more? See, uh, I think that's there's nowhere to park. (laughs) Some of my favorite cities
1: are shit, right? But they know I love Leicester. I think Leicester's great, not shit right exactly imagine going somewhere shit that acts like it's superior
0: yes i think that's my problem that that's the issue i Mm -hmm. have um yeah like and i i I just want to clarify that i don't think leicester is shit but it's certainly it's again it's not claiming to be some like utopia i just like i liked leicester and i really liked newcastle newcastle was great Mm um but yeah bristol done with that um Keen to, to... I'll be moving back in with my parents briefly over over Christmas. And then I'll be moving on to my new destination, which as yet is uh, unconfirmed.
1: Destination unconfirmed.
0: <laughs> burr, 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 burr. <laughs> what a fucking reference, man. That was nice. Uh, yeah, obviously people are a little bit upset that it's coming to an end. Not our decision, sadly, but um, hopefully... You know, people can appreciate that we're not killing it dead and we're going to continue doing it in our spare time as much as we can do. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, the, the new year will be very exciting. Be very yeah. exciting. And I hope people stay tuned for more information on that. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. But you, you fucking jet setter, what are you doing? What are you doing in a plane? Get out of there. <laughs> Stop it. Where he <laughs> been? he been? been? <laughs> Where did he go? Where did he go? Where has he been? Where has he been? Where
1: did he go? Where did he went? Fucking um, nowhere! I was in Australia. Went to a koala hospital. Found out that <laughs> koalas... All got,
0: like, HIV or something? Uh, they've all got chlamydia. Chlamydia, that's the one. And yeah. someone
1: said they've got three vaginas. Um,
0: I don't know that that's true, is it?
1: I don't know. Did I saw check? a kangaroo twice. Nice. Both, did you eat kangaroo? Both times they were dead at the side of the road. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I ate <laughs> did. You ate see one any the, live not one of the kangaroos. ones that was dead at the side of the road, but I did eat one on a pizza.
0: Did you? Was it good? What does it taste like? It's nice. It's Quite gamey.
1: It's like a kind of gamey beef, but it's nice. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Really nice.
1: Emu is better, I think. Is it? Had that. Had that on pizza. Weird. It was on the same pizza. Around. It was this pizza. It was, on was the just same dead place. animal. <laughs>
0: Was it served just face down? Yeah. (laughs) Head down, butt up. I was talking because it's like uh, Australia, right? Because it's on the other side of the world. So the pizza's upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get Uh it? And then you put it in the toilet and you flush it and it turns the other way, right? Because that's all the stereotypes, right?
1: Well, that does happen with the toilet, though. So it I'm does, told. it's
0: fascinating I looked I but I, didn't,
1: I couldn't remember what way it goes in the UK So I was just no, watching the toilet You don't think
0: about that stuff yeah. do you really You <laughs> <laughs> should have taken a photo Like here's, here's the only photo I took in Australia the, It's the toilet flushing
1: the, uh, the weirdest thing about Australia That I found Was one, the use of corrugated iron For everything Really? Um, it's, their, it's their main building Material It's corrugated iron so you're going around Sydney, which is a beautiful metropolitan city, mm-hmm. and you'll go past glass towers, and then you'll maybe go a street over, and there's just a house with a corrugated iron roof.
0: <laughs> right, that's weird.
1: Uh, so that was weird, and also the the crossings, the pedestrian crossings, make the weirdest noise. I'm going to edit one in.
0: Okay. Oh, you're editing, aren't you, this week? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> we we now share editing duty, and it's great. I love it. But what did you think of the, the noise? The noise, yeah, the noise that I heard in post. Um, it's weird, almost sounds like a, the noise that a kangaroo would make when it's struck by a car. I
1: mean, it really doesn't,
0: but... <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I didn't hear it, did I? <laughs> Can I Google it? Uh, you could try and Google it, yeah.
1: What does it it just it's, and the weird thing is it sounds like a bird but not as any bird it sounds like a bird that you get in Australia
0: so, so sometimes
1: yeah so sometimes I, I would I'd be about to walk thinking the green man was on but actually it was just a bird next to me right that's not what they sound like
0: Hang on. we're getting there Still getting there. It's a, it's a, it's a 42 second video. <laughs> oh. Is that it? Yeah. What the fuck? That's really weird. Yeah.
1: And then the green man's on until you get halfway across the road and it goes red.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be fast. Australians
1: yeah. are quick. Yeah. That's why they, that's why they use that
0: tone. It's <laughs> to make you walk really quick. That's how fast your feet have to be touching the floor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Old people, I didn't see a single one. They're all long dead. Oh, no. Turn across the road.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how they control the ageing population. (laughs) Install fast crossings.
1: Yeah, so they're the two things that I I thought were weird about Australia. And then I went to Singapore on the way back. And the weird Mm -hmm. thing about Singapore
0: is... It's not very poor. It's yeah. actually quite singer rich, <laughs> and also no singing. Also,
1: they have noodles for breakfast. That's weird. So,
0: ugh, what a weird place. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Let's talk about games. Yeah. Game of the week, da, 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 da. game of the week, da da da, da 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 I have played so many fucking games while yeah. we've been away, all of them new, exciting games.
1: I think game of the week yeah. has to be Red Dead Redemption. It has to be, huh? It has to be? Just because of the scale of this game and how much how much it's sold, how long people have been waiting for it. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead blow people's minds Ben
0: Simon Thornton yes I don't like Red Dead Redemption 2 why not it's slow and it controls badly and I don't really care about cowboys and it takes ages to get anywhere and I don't really care about it
1: yeah see the thing is when I was in Australia I met up with Todd Cooper Todd Cooper, game on podcast host, and he thought the same thing. He really was disappointed by it and just just couldn't get into it.
0: When you told me that the other day, that blew my mind because I was fairly convinced that I was alone in not liking it. And don't get me wrong, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I can't appreciate it. The game's fucking beautiful, yeah, and it's got an unbelievable amount of detail. The the like, it's just it it seems to me to be a phenomenal game that sadly is just not for me and i really wanted to like it i really did i didn't like red dead one either like and in the same sense in that i just couldn't get into it i think sometimes rockstar games just don't connect with me because i haven't i still haven't finished gta 4 despite how much i four I enjoyed fucking around in it four i did finish five five was good
1: Really, the five was really really good
0: That required me like charging through the story head on and ignoring all everything else because otherwise I would never have finished it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I just, I'm kind of glad to know that I'm not the only person who this game just doesn't connect with. And I am going to give it another go because I played like five or six hours of it and I know that's not a lot. But
1: also, uh, Greg Miller.
0: Greg Miller doesn't like it. He
1: doesn't like it. And (laughs) I was going to get it. I get every Rockstar game and but then i thought hearing all these anecdotes about why people don't like it seeing news articles this is how you can make the gun play in red, red redemption more responsive this yeah. follow this five minute guide and then seeing people oh you need to buy the stirrups otherwise your horse is basically useless so you need to do this you need to do that and then hearing about how you have to water the horse groom the horse and i just thought this is the opposite of why I loved GTA V so much. GTA V right. was every moment you're in the action, and if you're not, switch character. Something else will be happening.
0: Yeah. this It's taking the
1: opposite approach of that.
0: It doesn't... I didn't feel like it did a very good job of explaining things to me either, in that... You do something to, at the beginning of the game and a small little prompt will appear in the top left hand corner. Just a bit of text explaining what just happened and how to do it again. But it's it's frequently quite vague. And it says contributing to chores around camp will help. This is just an example. Uh, will help boost morale and people will look, you know, look upon you more kindly. And there's no fucking <clears throat> prompts anywhere to help. I found like a bucket of water that I could carry through camp and put somewhere... And that was about it. And I was like, is that it? Is that a chore? Like nothing popped up to say, there was no feedback to say, yes, you have done a chore. Mm. And I was really confused. And like these random encounters as well. Twice now, I've been galloping through the wilderness. And I've heard a man crying out in in anguish for, for help. And he wants help. And it doesn't appear on the map. So I can't find this fucking guy. I don't know where he is. I don't know where to go. And the 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 first time I did manage to find him eventually because it was he was in some woods and I could not spot him I could not locate him from the sound of his voice, um, and by the time I got there he'd died. I the think, second I time, think Todd Cooper, I just gave couldn't that
1: find it. Um, really? I think he it said, just yeah, you, you try and enough. help people and you can't, or you try and you try and fight and you you know you just lose because it's unclear. They're quicker what's than you, or the horse doesn't move fast enough to turn around. By the time it's turned, you've already been shot in the back of the head."
0: yeah it just doesn't
1: seem that fun
0: it's it's crazy because i think it's it's sort of it's veered far more towards simulator than yeah that's what it seems like yeah and and that will appeal to some people i get that i love persona games i like going to school and then doing my fucking homework and you know working at the at the local flower shop in the evenings like everybody has their weird gaming vice right right that sounds like work but for that person isn't but this for me this was just work and i don't understand why the game isn't clearer about where this stuff is i'm sure some of you will be fucking furious to hear this because you absolutely love the game but I, i do want people to be able to look at things objectively like if you can like something and it can have issues and equally i'm looking at this and i know it's a brilliant game but for me it just doesn't connect and here are the reasons why yeah I'm
1: kind of just bewildered by, and I haven't played it. I haven't got it. I decided when I heard all this, not to spend the money on it now, and maybe play right. it later when I've got more time. Because it also sounds like the kind of game you need to have five hour stints just to Get make any anywhere. progress, getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have that time right now, so I'll 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 play it later. But I'm kind of bewildered by the fact that GTA Four came out. Mm-hmm. People hated how slow um, and how awful the handling was in the cars. Yes, I really liked that, actually. People hated the chores of having to make friends with people and go fucking bowling, you mm-hmm. know. And then it seems like they learned their lesson. They came out with Ballad of Gay Tony. Everyone loved yeah. it. And then they came out with GTA Five, which, like I'm saying, it, it does that thing where if you get bored, you change character. There's always mm-hmm. something happening.
0: And GTA Online is an immense fun as well.
1: And then this, where it seems like it is... And I know it's the opposite because it's a cowboy game. It's very serious, isn't it? Yeah, but usually Red Dead... I mean, Red Dead came out after 4, and it felt like it was a step forward. It sounds to me like this is maybe not backwards, but a step in the complete opposite direction. Completely different.
0: They've just added... A, a fucking ton of stuff they've they've kojima this game in my eyes in that you know you're you there was a button to make your horse poo in mgs5 but then the game wasn't fucking finished and i'm not saying the game isn't finished in this game but it's there's such an overwhelming amount of like just crap that is unnecessary like little details and tweaks that it just buries everything else that's fundamental to enjoying it in my opinion and i've heard that the the story is brilliant and really gets going. And if I go back to it, that's why I'll go back to it because I want to experience that. But the world and like the controls in particular are just, they really ground me down.
1: Yeah, I don't don't want to play a game that is going to make me feel like it's a chore because of all the actual chores I have to do. Right. Sluggish controls. And then the thing I hated most about Red Dead 1 was just galloping across the same wilderness over and over. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Yeah, so I'll play it one day. Maybe if maybe if you. Do you have it on disk?
0: Sadly not. No, yeah. a lot of my games are, are code now, which uh. makes it very difficult to share games. But yeah, yeah I'll find like, someone who's got it. And, and if you can. When they've given up on it, borrow the disk. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. But that's Red Dead. Game of the week, everyone. You know what it's game just... I actually want to hear about, though? Mm hmm hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> um Spyro Spyro I'm glad you asked because Spyro Reignited Trilogy I had that um it's Wednesday when we were it's when it is Wednesday my dudes uh when we we're recording and uh, we were very lucky to get our codes on Friday last week I didn't get much of a chance to play it over the weekend but I've just got to Spyro 3 is my favorite one because that's the one that I played a lot as a kid yeah um and um, I've I've just, I've got like 95% of the trophy. The trophies are very achievable in this games. You don't have to get like the ridiculous 120% of the game complete. You don't need to do everything in it to get the, oh, to get the platinum, which is quite nice. You just need to finish it and do some little miscellaneous things. Uh, but I am very near i've defeated the the sorceress i've got 100 percent in all of the levels as of just before recording this and i've just got a few more extra things to collect to open up the super secret end bonus stage where you get loads of extra stuff and i think you get to fight the sorceress again uh no trophies to do with it but just you know for, for for my own sake um i think it's brilliant with some caveats okay uh from what I understand actually having a chat with my friend Peter about it earlier on because he's stormed through the first and second one and he was asking me about the third it sounds like the third one wasn't actually developed by Toys for Bob who did the other two uh they're in there as as like they oversaw it and apparently it was developed by I'll see if I can find it uh a studio called Sanzaru and um Toys for Bob oversaw it it says in the credits that they were the spyro 3 team so it may well be that my experiences and my niggles don't actually extend to the first two games Um, but the music they've done a brilliant job of remastering and you can switch in the menu between classic controls and current controls and classic soundtrack and and the remake soundtrack okay Um, character models are all great spyro looks brilliant all the animations are lovely except it is made in unity, which is notoriously a bit wonky sometimes. Mm. And a lot of the uh, objects, particularly cliffs and things, have have like a weird curved edge. Even though they don't look like it, you'll land on the edge of a cliff or something and you'll just slide off it because it's decided that that's there. A lot of um, geometry in the environment has sort of an invisible hitbox that doesn't quite conform with its actual size as well. So in some yeah. of the... Uh, The speedway levels where you're racing against the clock and flying and you're trying to take the tightest corner you can, you'll hit nothing and it will just make you fly off at a weird angle. Uh, There's also a very strange sort of drifting mechanic that's in there now. So when you're flying properly, like when you've got a power up and you're actually flying, when you're in those super speedy underwater bits where you're swimming really fast, again, you know, you've got some kind of power up. And uh, when you're uh, going down a slide in the third one there's they've added like this weird drifting mechanic in in that you don't have to press a button to drift but in the in the original game you would just press left or right and you'd basically just kind of turn quite sharply which you know may may not be the best thing in the world but what they've replaced it with is really difficult to get the hang of because you'll turn left really harshly and then Spyro will keep just sort of drifting to that side like he's a car it's really bizarre and it takes a lot of getting used to and that caught me out a lot yeah um they've also changed the animation for jumping and gliding and then doing the little hover at the end of a jump so that you you seem to jump a lot higher but the glide is at a much harsher angle so you go down and it's difficult to know when to press hover and i, I must say having now finished spyro 3 99 percent of my deaths were all because of uh misjudging jumps and things like that which is something that never happened to me in the original game um so there there are some things that are that are very frustrating and at times it does especially with the third one and this again it could just be because it was apparently developed not by the the, the main guys um <clears throat> uh fuck i've completely lost my train of thought
1: but does it does it feel like what
0: sparrow used to feel like yes Yes, that's, that's what I was going to get onto. I was going to get through all my negative stuff first yeah. and, then, and then go back and say that actually it is really, really good. It's really good. Uh, what I was going to say was it, it does from time to time feel like it's almost like a fan remake. Which I suppose it is, but there are some things that are just a bit too clunky or just feel a little bit rushed or feel a little bit weird and obtuse mm. that don't really work right where it feels like it's a team of enthusiasts who've, who in their spare time have put together this remake in Unity, uh, in the Unity engine. Um, largely that's not the case and like it's such a delight to jump back into it. It's so nice to be getting trophies for like, this game that you absolutely love from your childhood, um, but there are occasional issues.
1: Yeah, awesome. Is it a full price game?
0: No, it's thirty pounds.
1: Cool. Yeah, my. Um... Also, I, I love how that's not a full price game anymore. That used to be, used to be that you could get every <laughs> game for a, at max thirty five quid. Yeah, and now I know. every game fifty quid. Yeah,
0: it's it's. When crazy. did that happen? <laughs> Well, according to the big mouth himself, Colin Moriarty, it's because it's inflation and that's just how inflation works. Look at, look at it. If you look at consoles from, from back in the 90s and see how expensive they were, it, it's just inflation. That's how it works. Except the wages haven't risen in line with inflation. No. So but it's, it's not difficult even, but to it's afford not, that shit. It's
1: not even just inflation, though, because I'm talking at the end of PS3, start of PS4, games were like yeah. 35 quid. They were. Also, so,
0: Colin Moriarty's dickhead have you been have you listened to his podcast
1: why would i why would i do that
0: <laughs> well i gave it a go because it's like it's a it's a playstation podcast and there aren't you know too many high profile ones there's no other out podcasts that's sorry there are no other podcasts but i thought maybe he's changed maybe his experience with kind of funny has maybe given him some humility but actually no he's still really self-obsessed and a massive asshole yeah <laughs> he just comes across like such a smug prick all the time yeah um anyway that's a conversation for another time. If it time. cheers
1: you up, you can look at when he cried on some talk show about his experience.
0: Oh, God, I don't, I don't want to watch He's such cry. a victim. <laughs> uh, Colin Moriarty, everyone. Um, he does love Push Square, though. Really? Almost all of the news articles that he quotes are from Push Square. That's just
1: because he's burned too many for with IGN.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm a massive asshole and no one wants to work with me. Why is this? Uh, uh, but Spyro good stuff really really enjoying it and looking forward to the other games it just has some small I've not played it since I was a kid so really so for me
1: going back Mm -hmm. to it I'd be quite intrigued to even see what I remember
0: it would be like reliving your childhood then in that case yeah because I only played it last summer okay the third one I I replayed it and got you know like a 120 percent or something stupid in it so i know all of it and i'm still enjoying it but for you i imagine it would be quite a magical experience yeah i know when you play stuff
1: years and years ago your mind has a way of making the memory of it better than what it actually was mm-hmm. so i remember when i first played mgs4 yeah and i thought that doesn't look like that does not look like snake it doesn't look like you know you had the solid snake face you could put on from the mask. Yes, I was. Like, That's not what he looked like, and I looked back, and it was. Um, it's just that it, because the PS1 was basically just a few polygons with a yeah. texture, your mind could fill in a blank,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and what they were filling in with their blank was different to mine. Yes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if maybe playing the remaster it's just actually exactly what i remember because i remembered it and in a in in a better quality
0: i think the music will will hit you quite quickly yeah um graphically it's great you can you can tell what everything should be although the spyro games do really hold up in my opinion it's just clunky camera controls that that don't really work anymore or are acceptable anymore yeah and some of those mini games and like side quests and challenges are such bullshit and they were such bullshit back then uh like just because they were borderline broken because they were so fucking hard but not because the game was hard just because the controls were hard and you were sort of like fighting with the camera to make it work um they have fixed a lot of that stuff i I must admit a lot of the challenges i used to find really difficult (laughs) even as recently as last year uh are, are way way easier now but there are some that are made way more complicated. Like, I'll just go into a regular level and I'll fall off the fucking cliff like five times. And I'll be like, what the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. And I'll go into these side quests I used to really struggle with and like complete them first time. It's like, what is going on? It's weird. But it's it's it is fantastic. It is really, really a great package as well to get all three games, and I'm looking forward to jumping into the first one because I've never really played it. And
1: presumably they've brought the previous two up to the the standards that we'd expect with three.
0: Yes. So all of them now have the button you can press to make sparks point in the direction of any treasure that's left. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them now have L1 and R1 if you hold it. I think if you, I don't know what it is on the, on the reignited trilogy controls, but the classic controls anyone, anyway, it's L1 and R1 to roll from side to side, which, which actually really helps with some of the enemies that fire projectiles at you. You can just hold down R1 and just roll to the right. Um, they've got the spyro one had a different voice actor for spyro and they've got the guy from two and three to do the voice for all of them now cool um and i think a lot of the voice cast are returning so i was worried that that the lara croft reference in spyro 3 would be taken out but she's still in there <laughs> um so yeah good stuff it's really good recommended uh is that time for fallout 76 now or
1: is there something else not, you want to talk about
0: not just yet my friend so many so many games have come out <laughs> let's talk about black ops 4 oh you played that i really enjoy it it hasn't got a single player but the multiplayer is you know fucking hard and really frustrating because people play like dickheads but the zombies is brilliant there's three different maps that you get straight off the bat one of them's on a cruise ship uh, one of them is in like a, a gladiatorial arena. Um, and another one is uh, the original cast of of zombies stuck on under the remains of Alcatraz. They're stuck oh. on that island, and all of them are really good. Have secrets and things that you can discover, um, and it, they're just they're just phenomenal. They're they're really good fun, really well put together. Um, and then they've got the battle royale mode, Blackout, which I have really been enjoying, which I wasn't expecting. How does a and... Call of Duty Black? Um,
1: how does a Call of Duty Battle Royale would work?
0: So it's it's a big old map, as you would expect. Um, the It's a fleet of helicopters instead of, you know, like a bus from yeah. Fortnite. They all fly in from a different direction every time. So you'll be coming at the map from a different angle. Uh, you can drop out whenever you want and you've got your wingsuit and parachute. Um, and the parachute will open automatically when you get to you know a certain height from the floor. Yeah. You can put a little marker on the map to decide where you want to go. You can do it in uh, as a solo, uh, a duo, or a quad. Uh, but obviously, you can do it as a trio if you want because you can select an option not to auto fill your squad with random people. Yep. So you can just run around as a three in a in a quads game if you want. Um, there are uh, quad bikes you can get on so someone can drive someone can sit on the back there are trucks that you can drive so someone can drive and it's just you just press x to jump into the back it's like a flatbed truck uh there's also one helicopter that spawns every game although as soon as you get in it it's random where it spawns and as soon as you get in it you telegraph to everyone exactly where you are so everybody shoots at you <laughs> um uh, there's you find everything on the floor so you you there's loads of different weapons you can find, and if there's a an attachment for that weapon, like a suppressor or a grip or a sight that you can equip, you can press square and it'll just equip it straight to the gun. If not, you'll pick it up and it'll sit in your inventory. You can pick up backpacks, you can pick up armor. Um, you actually heal yourself in this game, so you pick up healing supplies to, to, to be able to heal yourself. Um, when you get shot, you go down, and if you've got a partner that can pick you up, then they can come and get you. But if everyone else is dead or you're on your own, you'll just die straight away. So that's a really good indicator if you're playing duos, um, playing as a twosome, it, to know if like there's going to be another person nearby. If you shoot someone and they go down to their knees, then you know that they've probably yeah. got a friend, so you've got to be careful. Um,
1: <clears throat> does, it, does it have the kind of circle that closes in?
0: It does. Yeah, so it's a big wall of energy. Um, that that closes in and gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Completely random, just as you would expect. Yeah. And if you're outside, you get you take damage. And do these? Uh, you...
1: Do the helicopters that drop you off? Do they come in at different angles from each other? No. Okay. No. So you're always just in a, a, in a, a pack. just a,
0: a fleet. Yeah, yeah. Just a fleet of helicopters all flying at the same time. So it sounds like it doesn't really do anything different to what we expect. Not really. No. But it's just, I, I prefer it because there's not like this crazy building mechanic and yeah. it doesn't feel like a some sort of weird clown game where everyone's wearing neon outfits and it looks like a, a fever dream from Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, see, um,
1: that's the building mechanic is what makes me not like Fortnite anymore. Right, because um, so people
0: abuse it and spam it.
1: Yeah, and this sounds appealing, but then also there's the news, which we'll go into later on in the news segment, that is coming out on the 7th of December on PS4. Yes. So whether I would get Call of Duty instead of PUBG, that's probably unlikely. It's a decision to make. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that, honestly, Call of Duty should have released just Call of Duty Battle Royale. And yeah. it should have been a free-to-play game, sort of like Fortnite, as we, you, they make the money on the customization stuff. And then whenever they release a new Call of Duty game, they release along with it a new map free on the battle royale game. And and if you have the disc for the, for the actual game, you maybe get some free items, some free customization stuff.
0: Yeah, that, that, that could work. And they've done
1: stuff like that because in China they have, um, a free to play call of duty game. That is the main
0: call of duty thing.
1: Don't they? Do they? I think so. I don't think it's a battle royale game, but I think it's a,
0: some kind of multiplayer game. Right. Well, that's that's very interesting. Um, it is, it is definitely something that could work. It, they have done a pretty good job though with the skins in that they're not just dumping stuff on you all the time. Uh, you actually have a level for zombies, you have a level for blackout, and you have a level for multiplayer now. Mm-hmm. So you can you rank up in each of them and you unlock stuff. Um, obviously not starting gear in blackout, because that would be ridiculous, but also very call of duty if someone just started with a shotgun. Because yeah. that's be the <laughs> dumbest shit ever. Um but it's th- there are zombies in the map on certain locations as well. Okay. And if you if you go there and kill them kill enough of them, you can like roll on the random box because I've been killed by someone with the ray gun before. Wow. Um so that's possible. Uh there, there are obviously the usual Call of Duty things where basically they've taken the Call of Duty gunplay and put it into a Battle Royale mode so that you know that Call of Duty is mainly spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die. That can happen in this. You're unlikely, if someone sees you and starts firing at you before you fire at them, you are unlikely to win that fight because you'll just be killed faster than you can kill them. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how Call of Duty works and sometimes it's extremely frustrating and sometimes you'll find a place to hole up, you'll sit in there until you're forced to move, you'll survive until like the top 25, the last 25 players take one step outside and get shot in the face and you're like, oh, okay, that was cool.
1: Yeah, see that's where from what I've seen on YouTube of people playing PUBG on other platforms, it seems like when a fight starts, you have, especially if there's a bit of distance between you and them, you have a moment to react, a moment to try and survive the fight Mm-hmm. Fortnite, I think, does it a bit too much because oftentimes I'll get the jump on someone and they'll start building a fucking mansion before I can even kill them. Yeah.
0: You've got so much health in that game. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I think I'd probably play PUBG even though that's not free to play either. Mm. Maybe I'll... I'm hoping they put that on plus to give it a head start.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll I... see. They kind of need to. It's it's very late in the day, isn't it, for that to come out?
1: yeah. For it to get a good base of players, yeah, it would help. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about? Oh, first of all, what do you think of it not having a single player? That's a bit mental to me.
0: It is crazy. Um, I would love to. I would. I always like the Call of Duty single players. They're ridiculous, but they're good fun. And the, um, I think
1: the best one ever was Black Ops One. It would have been nice yeah, if. Yeah, Black Ops One was great. Yeah.
0: Black Ops Two wasn't so great. No idea about Black Ops Three, but it was all futuristic and weird. Uh, Black Ops Four has a, a place called Specialist HQ where you can go in, and it does have cutscenes, and then you can basically just do various challenges and stuff with the different specialists they have for multiplayer, so you can get used to them and shit like that. But yeah, I, I think they've proven by rounding out each mode. Multiplayer is multiplayer, but like especially Blackout and the Zombies modes, they've they've put a lot of attention and love into those. So much so that actually, I don't think it's a it's it's gonna be missed, um as much as I'd love to play one. It's not the end of the world in this case,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: one Thanks. last thing, Simon, yes, two last things, oh God, I will say it in two sentences. <laughs> I have the platinum in Dark Souls now, well, done, played it with Andy, who came over the other weekend and like we followed a guide like we oh God, it's so much admin, isn't it, to get that platinum, yeah, fucking it's... spreadsheets and stuff, yep. Rubbish. Uh, Also played the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man DLC. There's another one out in a week or so. It's more Spider-Man. It's good fun. Looking forward to the next one. Cool.
1: I still need to get back to that, but I'm probably going to wait until after. I've done a bit of Fallout 76. Oh, shit, son. It came out last night. Yeah, I decided since I've heard about the bad... Well, not the bad, but people not enjoying Red Dead as much as I thought Mm -hmm. that I would go for Fallout 76 instead because, Ben, you've got it and we can play it together for a bit.
0: Yes, and that's interesting that you say that, because people have been fucking destroying Fallout 76 online. I haven't seen a positive video about it yet. Everyone's just calling it a load of shit. You know,
1: I can't comment, because I've just got out of the vault, I haven't played it much. Hmm. But it seems like, from the very outset, people wanted to hate this game.
0: Yes, I think they did. They were upset that it wasn't a single-player one.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm not listening. And I think I also come from a different point of view than most Fallout fans, where the the stupid, shitty, badly-voiced NPCs are not the reason I like Fallout. So with them gone, I don't really care. Have you heard of the High Elves? (laughs) It's just I'm not bothered. They don't help my immersion, if anything. They're the reason why why you sometimes have to just laugh when it's not meant to be funny um, so yeah I'm, I'm not upset about that, I think the multiplayer thing, like any multiplayer game you'll get good and bad from what I saw coming out of the vault I bumped into two people and they both wanted me to join their little crew we went off exploring I had a pistol and he didn't so I was doing the shooting, mm-hmm. it seemed like it worked and I enjoyed the building in Fallout 4 so I'm glad that's yeah. back uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it
0: i played a lot of the beta yeah and your progress carries over yeah which was really nice actually um and when i first started the beta i didn't like it i thought this is laggy uh i've got i'm having some real texture pop-in issues i'm dying a lot i'm not getting any fucking bottle caps so i can't buy anything from the vendor because there's a couple of vendors dotted around who are robots. Okay. And uh, I think there's also a super mutant walking around with a with like a Brahmin who okay. you can trade with. Yeah. Uh, but th- that's still the case. Like, you don't find bottle caps fucking anywhere, really. Like, they're, they're super uncommon. But I suppose it's because they want you to actually trade with other players, good for goods. Yeah. Um, or something. Uh, and... i I didn't like get a decent weapon for ages as well like i I was just wandering aimlessly again like you said the npcs i don't think it's the end of the world that they're gone but what they've replaced it with is arguably part of the reason why some people are upset and it is annoying because everything is told through holotapes and audio tapes basically Mm. All of it's told through terminal entries and notes and stuff. And that's great if you're into that. But you put a holotape in and it'll play for sometimes up to six minutes of just this person babbling away. And again, if you're into the lore, fantastic. Um, but it's, it's not the most elegant solution especially when you'll have a quest that says go and find out what happened to this person or go to the last reported location of this person or go and speak to this person and you know before you even get there there's going to be a dead body on the floor yeah. and tape next to them that, yeah. that's just how it is and i think that is that arguably that's not great but these seem to be the caveats that that bethesda have had to 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 make and to embrace in order to make this multiplayer yes absolutely they should have delayed it until they were actually in a position to build an engine that could work properly from the ground up but to be honest uh, to work from the ground up with multiplayer but to be honest i'd rather they went this route than went the mmo route like they did with the the other scrolls yeah Uh, because that's not for me and this is and since i started playing it properly and resuming my save data from the beta, I haven't had texture popping issues really at all. Sometimes there's a bit of slowdown, um, but a lot of the the problems that I had with the beta have gone. Uh, the building works, but is still like fiddly as fuck, just like it was in Fallout Four. So that's not a problem unique to Seventy Six. Um, something I I had an issue with with the beta, which I think is still a problem here, is that when you build something from your camp, it actually saves the structure in your inventory. So once you've if you log out and log back into a different server and your camp can't be placed there for whatever reason all of the resources used to build that camp will be refunded into your inventory and next time you place your camp essentially the blueprint for what you built what you had built mm-hmm. is available to just place again yeah but in typical fallout building fashion even if it's green it won't let you build because apparently the structure needs uh support or something like that which doesn't make any fucking sense and it's super frustrating because essentially you have to break down the structure whatever you build every time it seems because the game's not competent enough to let you place it even when it's green even when the outline of it is green and says yes that's okay it still won't place which is something i hope they fix but they probably won't but it's meant to be a multiplayer game and I've been enjoying it as a single player so far, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. Have with you, you been later on?
1: Have you been building with foundations?
0: So the way I've been building just to make it a little bit easier to avoid this issue yeah. is I'll place a concrete block on the floor yeah
1: the big the big then, square uh, the big cube foundation yes. thing, yeah
0: then I'll have a staircase going up from that, and then I'll have a platform from which I build my actual house, so really the only thing that needs to be placed in the ground is the concrete block, yeah. So I don't understand why there's an issue there, but yeah. it doesn't let me place it anywhere else. So I rebuilt my house last night and we'll see if it's still there when we log in after we finish the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, doesn't yeah.
1: sound good because what I like is building big um, elaborate structures and if the more elaborate it gets, the harder it is to ever place it again, then that's, mm-hmm. that's not good. So hopefully no, they do not. fix that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, the way I look at it is, the lack of NPCs and the storytelling through tapes and hollow entries, whatever you call them, that's not a problem to me because that's already been a staple of Fallout since Fallout Three. And sometimes it's the best. Sometimes it's the best mm-hmm. stories you come across are the ones that are just dead body. You piece together what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, that's not a problem to me. I think I do think it it will rest on how the PvP interactions are.
0: Yes, I've put myself on passive or or yeah passive mode or something like that um if if you get a bounty on your head by like just not necessarily shooting another player, I'm not sure how it works if you're in passive mode, but but by attacking someone's base, you'll get a bounty on your head and you'll appear on the map for everyone else with a bounty. I think then you're fair game to be killed, yeah. Uh, when you do die there's no real punishment you'll drop all of the junk items which obviously are very important for crafting so it will be marked on your map where you died so you can go back and pick those back up again Yeah um I like the perk system as well the new, yeah, the new system good. for leveling up I like that lets you spec you know to specialize into different things and the charisma stat seems to be an important one to level up because a lot of those perk cards are to do with working in a group like additional yeah. XP or yeah or buffs for your team and stuff. So that's that's worth investing in. But I found my first piece of power armor last night. I found um, like a minigun that I'm not allowed to use yet because I'm not the right level, which is a bit annoying, but never mind. Uh, but I just feel like I'm getting somewhere now. I, I have a house that has like a crafting bench in and I have like a base to go back to after I finished exploring the the world and doing odd jobs yeah. and quests and things like that. And I, I really am looking forward to doing it with other players as well. It's not Fallout 5, and I don't think it ever was meant to be. No. And yes, they could have maybe done a better job of actually making an engine that could run it properly. But I could think they, the hate... Could do Well, no, I don't think... <laughs> Even if they tried, it's Bethesda. I, th- I think the hate is so overblown. Yeah. This hasn't replaced Fallout 5. That'll still come eventually. Yeah. I... yeah.
1: I think that this the reason I wanted it is because it's a... It's the kind of game I'm, I want to play at the moment, where I can drop in and out in short bursts, and not feel like I'm, not feel like when I sit down I need to play for five hours. That's that's what put me off getting Red Dead. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, if anyone has it and wants to meet up in a session, give me a shout on PSN, and let us know what you think of Red Dead. Email us yes. fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. uk.
0: Welcome to the podcast that doesn't like Red Dead 2 but likes Fallout 76. <laughs> That's us. Is Hi. That, is, anyone,
1: is anyone still listening?
0: <laughs> well, we're the only podcast, so I should certainly hope so. <laughs> news time. News. PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Pignuts, this is... This week's PlayStation Headlines. PUBG is coming to PS4. Bethesda are using the same engine for Elder Scrolls and Starfield. Subnautica releases next month. And we reveal the nominees for the Game Awards 2018. Good afternoon, I'm Phil Fallis. It's a year late and it's no longer the biggest Battle Royale game, but the PS4 is finally getting PUBG. Here's Willie McPinch. Howdy doody. It's winner,
1: winner, chicken dinner for PS4 owners. After a year of exclusivity on the Xbox, PUBG is coming to PS4 on December 7th, but it will cost you. Unlike the more popular Fortnite, PUBG is not free to play, instead costing 30 US dollars. So whether anyone will be playing PUBG when it releases is another question. It could well be a loser loser. Chicken loser.
0: Another title finally releasing in December on PS4 is Subnautica, the underwater game that does everything No Man's Sky failed to do and didn't lie in its marketing campaigns. Now though, an exclusive interview with Todd Howard of Bethesda Games. Well, just one question for you, Todd. The
1: biggest complaint people have time and time again about your games is this shitey engine. Will you be changing that for the next Elder Scrolls game?
0: No. Fantastic. Our senior reporter, Willie McPinch, interviewing... Todd Howard. Now, the Game Awards 2018 nominees have been unveiled and Sony has God of War and Marvel's Spider-Man both up for Game of the Year. They'll have to compete against Celeste, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead Redemption 2, though, for the top honours. Now, it's back over to Ben and Simon. Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, we've already talked about PUBG, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I might wait until it's on Plus, or at least until people have got it and they see how it plays.
0: Yeah, I it, don't think it'll be too long before the price drops. Yes. When When is it out? December 7th. December, I think, yeah, New Year sale. <laughs> You'll probably get it for like 20 quid.
1: Good point, yeah. Boxing Day or something. Yeah. Uh, the same engine for Elder Scrolls. It's not really a surprise, is it? That's what they always do. Ugh.
0: Yeah, I saw this. Is it like, I don't think they said it's exactly the like unchanged engine yeah I think i'm sure they'll, they'll the make improvements basics. yeah basics but like for fuck's sake this is telltale all over again and it's not good <laughs> enough because 99 of what's wrong with bethesda games stem from that fucking engine yeah what are they doing
1: it seems like they they need to react to the success of the witcher mm-hmm. and then kind of move on from that they, they set yeah. the bar didn't they
0: Yep. Absolutely. I've heard people say as well that Assassin's Creed Odyssey this year has actually sort of blown a lot of people away. And again, it's another argument for this is how open world RPGs should be done. Yeah. And Bethesda's still like, nah, we've got Fallout and Elder Scrolls and people will buy them. Yeah.
1: And, you know, so... in some ways, maybe a game like Fallout 76 will age better because. Those NPCs already look like so janky. Out. <laughs> yeah. Imagine <laughs> yeah. looking back like a decade out. from now at Fallout 4. Yeah. God. Yeah, they need to really improve. That's the main thing they need to improve, isn't it? NPC yeah, interactions, just the character and models. Make yeah. things feel less stiff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's an open world RPG and stuff, but, you know, Uncharted 4 was over a year ago couple of years ago now and look at the facial animation in that the tech exists and i'm sure bethesda knows the tech exists it's just that their engine literally cannot implement that technology yeah yeah and it's just so jarring when you've got a world that's like hyper realistic and then the character models look almost like cartoons
1: and the animations of enemies running around that don't really clip into the ground properly
0: yeah yeah, you've got people, the, the the default sprint and jog, look like you've shit yourselves. Yeah. It's always look that way. Yeah. Weird. They'll get there eventually, maybe.
1: Telltale dead. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Adapt or or die, right?
1: Yeah, and then... Is that Is that all the news we want to talk about? It's
0: pretty much it. Game of the Year awards. I don't think God of War or Spider-Man have a chance in hell against Red Dead 2, sadly. You know what though?
1: If it was me, God of War would win that hands down. And oh, I've, I say that having not played Red Dead, but just God of War was mind-blowing.
0: I agree. It was it was phenomenal. Really really good. Um it completely
1: completely blew me away and the the fact that it was I almost think it's easier in some ways to make a game hyper realistic and impress people. People can't really say anything bad against it because oh that's realism. But God of War felt like a game. It felt like you were playing a really good game. Mhm. It's kind of underrated nowadays, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. And it was it was there was scope for exploration and upgrading and leveling up, but it was never overwhelming or confusing. Yeah. And I think that's a, a fine line to walk. And Red Dead doesn't have that. It's just like here you go. Here's everything. Yeah. Like fucking hell. I don't know where to even start. What do I do?
1: The pacing in God of War was perfect.
0: Oh, I was. It was. It was a fantastic game.
1: So hopefully, it gets recognition from at least some It'll out- get- outlets.
0: I'm it'll sure will get, get some nods from us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, again, keep an eye on. We, we do it every year. I can't guarantee we're going to get another show out before the end of the year. We'll try our best because I, you know, my my living situation is going to get very complicated soon. But uh, we'll we'll do our best. But we will do a game of the year show in the new year, as we do every year. Yep. So keep an eye out for February. a post on Twitter, <laughs> February. Yeah, keep an eye out, sort of maybe 2020. <laughs> uh, an eye out on Facebook and Twitter for for. Uh, A request for your five games of the year, top five, and we'll put that into a spreadsheet and we'll do a show. Yes. PSR QA. Yeah. Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandships at playstationradio.co.uk, follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK, or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! PSR, Q and A, questions submitted by you. (laughs) Yep, that was it. First one's from Dan. You want to tackle this? Yep. He says, is it A up or A up? It's A up. A up. A up.
1: A up. A up. A up. A up. up. (laughs) (laughs) He says, A up, bumders. Do you think open world games are on the decline? I ask because... <laughs> he sent this email after Red Dead 2 came out. Yeah. Um, I asked because I am very much enjoying Spider-Man, but I think that's mainly because I love swinging. Uh, Good. Too much information. Without Solid. that particular physic. Physic? Is that a word? Uh... Without that particular mechanic, I guess, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. Also, I am a huge Red Dead fan, but I'm not looking forward to it as yet. The whole it's boring, non-news story has clearly worked its way into my little gamer brain. Maybe the oft-discussed issue of us adults not having enough time to commit to a massive open-world. Thoughts, feelings, up for swinging? Keep up the good work, Dan. Uh, Uh, This uh, was
0: sent on the 20th of September, to be fair. He sent that
1: email way before I think most people... That we know have had the opinion of, yeah, it's yeah, too much. I
0: think I was kind of looking forward to Red Dead at that point, and there have been so many open world games released since that email, <laughs> um, and I, th- I, th- I think the trend's going to continue because people just like they want to chuck everything into an open world game, don't they?
1: I think that and... it's what people have when the next gen- this gen consoles came out, and we saw things like Killzone Shadowfall. They mm-hmm. they could it did things that previous Killzone games could never do on the PS3 but that's like one of the last just first person shooters corridor shooter that's come out on PS4 Mm, it seems like linear narratively driven it seems like studios have kind of doubled down on the idea that in order to justify these next gen now this gen price point and and be able to show that you're doing something you couldn't have done before is just to have an open world game
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and sometimes it works really well, other times it sort of feels a bit um, sort of like last gen where you had your first person shooter with the tacked on multiplayer and that was it
0: mm-hmm.
1: it feels like this is the trend for this generation, I don't think it's going anywhere
0: no, not for a while, you you just got to look at naughty dog sort of and they did it very well to be fair shoehorning an open world segment into the yep. latest uncharted game <laughs> sort of just came out of nowhere uh, but it was good and i liked it but like it's it's really not going anywhere yeah it's just a matter of how competently is that world designed i think as we said a minute ago god of war struck a perfect balance there
1: yeah i think, um, I think um, the last even Spider-Man, of us last generation did it really well where you know i know you said uncharted 4 to me, that that didn't do it perfectly. It sort of felt like now here's the open world bit that
0: we've that we've done. Oh, not Uncharted Four, the 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 sort of half step, the one that I can't oh, remember I've, what I've it's not, called. I still
1: haven't played that. You know,
0: that's ah, very good. Okay, yeah, and the last one that came out on no. PS3
1: that had some open world sections that um,
0: that really worked. Hmm. Yeah. It just it just needs to be designed intelligently you yes. know it can't just be dump everything into a map there you go off you go there's a million things to do spider-man does have a lot of side stuff to do but it was at least for me someone a spider-man fan who's not too fussed about sort of busy work in games sometimes um that wasn't too offensive that sort of was the right balance no. for me I think, I think we've so come a long way Spider-Man from... has to be an open
1: world game i would give that one yeah. a pass i mean look at spider-man 2 and ps2 that was open world
0: of course i think it just yeah. has to be We've come a long way from the likes of Assassins, the the earlier Assassin's Creed games, where you could turn on the HUD and literally the entire map would be littered with icons and things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's rubbish. Um, Even Red Dead's just a little bit too much for me. Uh, But God of War, as we said, it has it has a linearity to it that really works. Where it's an open world, but you feel funneled through at the right pace. And it just works. Yeah. But I don't think it's going anywhere, sadly. Next email. Next email, this is from Sammy Whammy. Hello, you telltale-smearing dickheads. I'm thoroughly looking forward to the fall of gaming that we have in store. There seems to be a AAA game coming out every month with the likes of Assassin's Creed and Red Dead dropping shortly. They already have, sorry. (laughs) This brings me on to my question. Since the first Red Dead came out eight years ago now, how do you think your gaming tastes and preferences have changed over that time? I, for one, used to love big open games, whereas now I'm more into bite-sized stories that I can finish in a couple of sittings. hope you have a good time in Sydney, Simon. Cheers, Sammy. P.S. Soma is fucking terrifying, Simon, you liar. It is good, though. Um
1: how have our game tastes changed?
0: Well you can listen to the podcast from then.
1: I like to, to think find out. mine haven't really. Mm. I've always Mine have. I think though that maybe some people have have the feeling they've gone off open world games, but it's not necessarily because they've changed, it's because there's now so many of them. And you yeah. could only ever do so many of them back to back before it's just a chore. And also yeah. they've got bigger. Way bigger. So an open world game last gen was actually really manageable. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea of Red Dead being, even if it is a similar size to GTA V, but you take out helicopters and planes, suddenly that's fucking massive. Yeah. The thought of... More
0: is better is not always true.
1: No, it's really not.
0: I used to play every big game that came out, all of them, And I used to look forward to all of them. I used to be really excited about all of them. And it's not necessarily about getting more jaded. But it is about time. And I do also enjoy some of the smaller games. Oxenfree that I played earlier in the year. was fucking brilliant. So, so good. That took me totally by surprise. Um, And now, you know, Ubisoft is the one that I go to by default. But, like, The Division and The Crew and Assassin's Creed. Like, I just don't care about those games anymore and i used to yeah i remember when we first got showed the division when they announced it like three years too early and (laughs) it was like this looks amazing and then it was oh it's just a shooter it's just an online shooter it doesn't have a story really um yeah i I think narrative is important to me uh obviously not with spyro but that's that's a nostalgia thing it's a case-by-case basis but i certainly don't play as many of the big games that i used to
1: yeah um Five hours in the day. This next email comes from Nick. He says, Yo, the lads. Hello. I was on the bus the other day other day listening to an old PSR UK episode, and as Simon whacked himself raw over Bloodborne, I got to thinking, Is this generation Sony's best? Yes. Is this Sony's
0: is this Sony's best this generation? I think so. Uh, sim- Especially when you sorry, just to cut you off. Yeah. Even though PS2 had some good stuff, nowhere near as good as PS3, Um, and PS1 had some great titles that you look back on, none of them were owned by PlayStation, very few of them were owned by PlayStation, you know, you got Crash and Spyro are off somewhere else, they were never owned, or they they used to be and then were sold, Um, Final Fantasy 7 was never Playstations, Metal Gear Solid was never Playstations, you can buy it anywhere now. If we're talking about a roster of exclusives, PS4's done incredibly well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really has. Uh, Simply put, you could make a legitimate top five of the generation list with just PS4 exclusives, something I don't think you could do with any other console at the moment. Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Uncharted 4, Persona 5, to name a few. I mean, holy balls. Personally, I feel the PS4 rivals the N64 in terms of the amount of classic games per generation. What are your guys' thoughts? Love you, bye! Big Nick. Nick. Yeah, I I could agree with that. I think, though, it's really difficult. People always have a sense of nostalgia for the past. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can only actually look with an unbiased, non-rose-tinted glasses opinion after the generations ended. Yeah. Uh, But I think you really could, yeah.
0: I think just this year alone... I mean last year, God, what did we have last year? Persona five, um the I mean The Last Guardian is debatable, but like um Horizon Zero Dawn. This year we've had Detroit again is quite debatable, but God of War, uh and so on. It's just you know, it's it's unbelievable. There's there's so much good stuff to play on PS4.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um he says PS in case no one else mentions it, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is really quite good. Despite being the weakest entrant in the rebooted series in terms of storytelling, the super slick stealth and excellent puzzle solving means it's still pretty damn fun. It almost fills the Nathan Drake-sized hole in my heart.
0: Aww. Oh, he'll be back soon, I'm sure. Did you see that there's pre order Not pre order but there, there are skins for PUBG. Yeah, I saw that. It's quite good. You can wear Nathan Drake's desert outfit and... uh Ellie's Backpack from The Last of Us. Yeah. That's fun. So that's exactly the same. That's the next Uncharted game you've been waiting for, PUBG.
1: Although usually if you put Nathan Drake on an island with 99 enemies, he'll kill every single one. of oh, them. Oh,
0: he'll kill. <laughs> it's better if they're minorities as well. So yeah. if everyone could just sort of be a shade of brown, then he'd be right at home. <laughs> Nathan Drake, the genocide man. <laughs> this next question is from Luke Smith. Hey, you guys. I have some great news. I just bought my first PS4. Congratulations. I got a PS4 Slim 1TB bundle with Spider-Man for £270. Nice. That's, a, that's a, good, good bung, a good bungle. I'm loving it. I already got my first Platinum. Ben, I hope you're proud. I'm very proud. Congratulations. Also, I bought Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, The Last of Us Remastered, and Bloodborne, and I can't wait to get started. I Ugh. mean, that right there is I like, wish. what a sentence. Yeah,
1: I wish I was him right now, having played none of them. And just being able to sit and play them for weeks, yeah, that's awesome. It's,
0: you've got a, you've got a great, especially with all the other stuff as well that came out this year. You've got a good time ahead of you. Now I have the problem of deciding what platform to buy my new games on Xbox with all my other digital purchases or PS Four. Luke Smith now Lukey Tom Tom on PSN. Follow up, I have now Platinum Spider Man and Uncharted One, Two and Three. Wow. From the collection as well, that's pretty good going because they added in some really tough trophies and like speedrun stuff. So well done. Um oh well I mean we're gonna say PS4, obviously.
1: It depends where your friends are, I think.
0: Yeah, if they're multiplayer games. Yeah. And you wanna play with people, then Xbox makes sense. But
1: And then yeah. second to that, I think it depends which system you just turn on the most or which system you're more invested in the Achievements or trophies?
0: Yep. Yeah. I, Exclusives I've... wise, you're going to be turning on that PS4 a lot more. Take that <laughs> much. <Or> burn. <laughs> Take that, Malachi. And uh
1: yeah, the next email comes from Kevin Cox. He says, "Hey dudes, just a quick note to mention that I've began the new Hitman content, and it's absolutely amazing. It seems like being separated from Square Enix has only served to propel to propel Interactive Studios further into greatness." I recall Simon dabbling with the latest hitman and recommend giving this one a go as well. Thanks, as always, for being the best and only podcast out there. Lots of kisses, Kevin Cox. Yeah, I I started playing the first one and for some reason I put it down and didn't get back to it. Um, I think it's because yeah. when you buy it after the fact, you suddenly have a lot of stuff to download. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't have much space on my hard drive still, so I think it... I think it had to be sacrificed, but I will go back to it. And maybe Yeah, the new one's just come out, right? Yeah, but I saw that in-game today. I went to pick up um, Fallout. Yes. And
0: I saw... Look at you going to a shop, you fucking weirdo. Well,
1: you know, I looked online and it was 50 quid everywhere, so I can either yeah. buy it and have it shipped to me and have it a day late or just go and get it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: So, I, yeah, I went and got it. And I saw Hitman 2... For 70 quid. What? Is it really that expensive? That can't be right. <laughs>
0: Unless that was maybe it like a special thing. Must have been, yeah. 70 quid though is obscene.
1: Yeah. For any game. I mean, I uh, want to try it, but when I've still got the first one, I can't really justify it. So yeah. I'll play the first one and get to Hitman
0: 2 when it's cheap. I've heard really good things about not only the first one, but the second one. Because the first one, they released all of the chapters episodically, right? Yeah. But this one they've just released them all at the same time. Yes, so you can like just that. actually just play through it. Um yeah, I heard it heard it's fantastic. And this is, yeah, as he said, since IO Interactive actually bought the license back from Square Enix. That's cool. So I wonder why they let them, them. I
1: wonder why they let them do that.
0: I don't know. It's weird. I mean Square Enix doesn't know what they're doing half the time, so that might be why. Yeah. Idiots. There's all sorts of stupid stuff going on with Final Fantasy VII. Basically, they've said that they've they've scrapped it and remade it several times, and now they don't know what to do. Even though they showed off gameplay like three years ago, Mm. it's so
1: dumb. Uh, Todd Cooper was telling me he went to PAX. uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, they did an Australian one. Yeah, they they? do an Australia one. Yeah, so he went to that, and he was telling me that they had a free haircut at the Hitman stall. And you could sign oh up, god. and they'd give you the Hitman haircut. They'd just shave your head. <laughs> and, Why the fuck would you do that? And they went as a joke to see, you know, if they could get one. If if the slots were even available, it was booked up. What
0: the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> That's so stupid. I think.
1: Oh, I think he was saying if you did it, if you got the haircut, you skipped the queue and got to play Hitman there and
0: then. What the? Oh, what fucking cost? That's my god. <laughs> people are stupid (laughs) what's wrong with people i don't understand the world
1: right we don't have any itunes reviews i left oh we do actually i just didn't i just didn't put
0: them i just didn't put them in we've got three do you want them i want them i'm bending over gaping open whoa now let's not this is a this is a family show (laughs) not anymore it's not Oh, it's obscene. Um, I'm going to have to reopen the tab because I closed it because I thought we were done with the Google Doc. Here I come. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? (coughs) Scrolling. Here (coughs) we go. Boom. Got him. We have the first one here.
1: I love iTunes reviews. comes from Soul Jal in the UK. Funny PlayStation honey in my ears. Nice. Despite the alarming irregular time between episodes, this podcast is awesome. Not surprisingly, as it is the only podcast. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. It's the only one, thank it's you. The only podcast. Apart from podiots. That one doesn't exist either. Not in this canon. <laughs> this canon. <laughs> uh, next one is from Pope McGee. Yeah. Good and fun and nice and good. <laughs> A newcomer to this podcast, heard about it through it's I don't know what that is, and was chuffed to find over 150 episodes for me to listen to on my long drives to and from work. Ben and Simon have a, le- have a l- hilarious chemistry that resembles you and your pals talking about video games, mundane stuff, and what happened in the week, and generally taking the piss out of each other. Only criticism would be that it has turned me into a platinum trophy hunter, and now I'm ashamed to have Mr. Mis- Masag- Masagi? Uh, it, Masagi? I don't know. Masagi? On my trophy list forever. I'm going to look that yeah, up. Yeah, it so sounds like an easy platinum, Ben. It's right, right so up yeah. your street. <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, da, 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 da. While you're looking,
1: we have um, yeah. <laughs> the best iTunes <laughs> <I drink laughs> review I've ever seen from I Drink Tea. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a UK review. And it says the title is a Review. And the content inside says it's good. Happy now. Thank you. Yeah, that's good enough. You. That's another number, another statistic. If only everyone was like him and
0: Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't maybe it? Maybe
1: slightly less passive aggressive.
0: Thank you very much to Pope McGee for letting me know that this exists. Fifteen to twenty minutes, this platinum. Wow. Uh, Let's have a look how much it is. I bet it's expensive. I bet it's unreasonably expensive. Yeah, because you're paying for the platinum. Well, that's there was a news story on Push Square that's actually really interesting. That some it's three ninety nine. That's actually very reasonable. A lot of developers, which is very clever, have decided or have taken to releasing very quick and easy sort of shovelware with a platinum trophy and then charging for it to fund their next game. Because they know people are going to buy it. Are you trying to make yourself feel better about buying these games? Look, I already have no regrets. We did a series of podcasts yeah. about this. I blew I just, up a box. I just want to point out. I just want to point out that mm.
1: you funding the developers of Mister Masagi <laughs> as if you give a shit what game they're going to make next. No, I don't
0: give a. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck. I just think it's really savvy business.
1: Uh, I mean, because they I know people games, like me exist.
0: If I made games, it would only be games that
1: are easy platinums and are really shit and ill thought out. Because that's easy money.
0: And I'm a horrible
1: person. Do
0: you want to just try and work out how to get a game certified on the PlayStation Store and make it so that you start it up, press a button, and it pops like 20 gold trophies in a platinum and charge like two pounds for it?
1: Oh, what if it was basically Sonic, except instead of the little rings you have to pick up,
0: they're trophies, and every time you pick them up, you get a trophy. Oh. Do you remember those little Big Planet levels when Little Big Planet yep. first came yeah. out, and it was like twenty trophies in one level, and there would just be different sections oh, yeah. where it would just it, dump it, forty thousand <laughs> prize bubbles on you, and no, you get it a trophy. like fires you out of a
1: cannon, and you get like the highest point, and then you hit all the bubbles, and <laughs> you get the score trophies, and then
0: oh, and then you land on the finish line, done. <laughs> I love those. I love those levels. People people are real bastards. They will find a way to cheat. Yep. They always do. Yep. Love it. Right, let's move on to the end of the show. So oh, hello.
1: Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall, and what I find goes best with a glass of brandy Open fireplace and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get
0: listening. End of the show. End of the show. End of, end the, end show. of the show. End of the show. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate your patronage. Thank you very and, much. And uh, again, we're sorry we've been away for so long. The last message before... Simon and I started messaging each other a couple of days ago because Simon was away for for nearly a month. Um, The last message was from early October and it was just me saying podcast this week. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. We haven't we literally haven't spoken to each other this entire time. So it's not like we've just been, you know, not asked about recording. We just haven't been able to. Yeah. Um, So we will do our best to get another show out before Christmas. But if you want to stay up to date, Simon will tell you how to do that.
1: Uh, Go to Facebook and search for PlayStation Radio UK and then go to Twitter and do at PS Radio UK and then email us and then leave iTunes review. Mm-hmm. Add us on PSN if you like and join our PS4 community.
0: Yeah, make sure you only leave one iTunes review. Leave iTunes review, that's what you said. Oh, leave five people are only leaving yeah thank you exactly leave as many as your account will allow no we're joking <laughs> Just don't get yourself we'll get shut down by the apple authorities the apple police We don't want that simon yeah do you want to play some fallout 76 yeah let's go and do it but thanks for listening everybody we we'll love you, love you. bye bye You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PSRadioUK. So, if you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind
1: a mass of crap.